Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, where when you can't be in the outdoors, we bring it to you. Here's Johnny. <laughs> okay, guys, so that was just a little bit of fun and games there. But welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Chasing Tales. I say that as if we've been not missing this whole time, as if we haven't been MIA. But we are back, and uh, we, we recorded an episode the other day recapping some uh, a hunt that we just went on. And I got to think, I was like, man, you can't just take the hiatus that we took and then you know, just like get right back into it. You got to have some kind of connective tissue. And that's what we're going to do here today, guys. My name is Walt. In case you've missed my voice, I sincerely doubt you guys have. But in the event you have, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. You know, we took ourselves a little bit of a break there and, and we're going to talk about that. But welcome to the show. We try each and every week to bring you content that uh, motivates you to go outside, motivates you to, to try something new, get get you outside, just doing something uh, and and we, we do that a variety of ways. We have this podcast. We have a YouTube channel that we're going to get back to posting YouTube channels, uh, videos to, and uh, weekly videos. We have the Marco Polo group, all these different things that we're going to talk about here in a second. But uh, today we're getting back to it with something that has come uh, requested by one of our, our diehard listeners, and, and, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But Guys, man, deer season is over, and uh, deer season did not go as according to plan for me. I truly thought I'd get out more, which, you know, maybe those were some lofty expectations, uh, given that I had a child. They probably were lofty expectations, but the season ran its course, and I had some really good encounters. We'll, we'll recap that as, as, you know, we go through the, the future episodes to come. Chase got a really good deer uh, the here late in the season. You guys are going to get to hear that story next week, and it, I'm just glad to be back behind the microphone. You know, I, I had this script in my head, admittedly, of all these different things I was going to say and how I was going to greet you guys back, and I ultimately just decided to uh, roll that clip from The Shining and then come into this and, and just say, hey, check in with you guys. 
Um, you know, we, we, we took a hiatus there for a little bit because we had some personal things that popped up between both of us, uh, Chase and myself. And it, it was one of those things where it was we could force the envelope and bring you guys, you know, half-assed content, or we could, uh, you know, do it right, take a little bit of a breather, refuel ourselves so that we could do it right by you guys moving forward. And that break took a little bit longer than what we expected. But we're back, and I'm glad to be back. So uh, what happened? We had those those family events pop up. We decided to recharge. But what we've done in that time period is also really reflect about the podcast, what we're offering, what we're doing, what was working for you guys, what seemed to be the biggest hits. And we're going to try some things new. I'm not going to go into details about all of those uh, in this episode because you're going to kind of see them play out at, over the course of uh, the year, but I think you're going to enjoy some of the things that we're going to do, which I'll just give you one teaser. We're going to do a little more roundtable discussions via Zoom, uh, which those videos will get posted to YouTube channel. You can listen to it on the podcast or you can watch the visual uh, Zoom as well, which will help because we're going to be going into gear. We're going to be doing some stuff that way. And visually, we found that we were kind of hampered by this only being an audio podcast that Chase and I, or Chase, I and Parker, Chase, I and some guests from, you know, wherever had things that visually we wanted to bring to you. And also the dialogue would might be a little bit richer over Zoom than it is just over a phone call where you can't read body language. You know, you, you, you can't get that same feel. And we've lined up a lot of people this season that we're going to try and do in-person podcasts with. Um, and uh, it, I think your guys are going to really like, you guys rather, I should say, are really going to like where we're going uh, this upcoming year. I feel better. I got my feet underneath me. Uh, deer season's behind me. I'm cleaning up all my stuff. In fact, right before I got on the mic here, I was cleaning up the garage and putting away all the, the deer hunting stuff and getting ready to pull out the turkey hunting stuff, which will be here in a little under two months, which you guys know my feelings on turkey season. Uh, we'll save that for another podcast. But I kind of wanted to talk about some of the things that uh, have come up, uh, some of the things that are changing. Uh, first and foremost, we have got a small surplus of shirts that we're going to put on the website here soon, both the Florida Public Land Hunting Tee as well as the Hobla Gobla t-shirt. I'm going to order more of the Hobla Gobla t-shirts. I think we're only down to about 10 of those uh, in limited sizes. And uh, we're, we're going to try and get away from pre-orders on those two shirts. Maybe only do a pre-order whenever we launch a new shirt, build up some inventory that way. Um, and then, uh, you know, try and keep it on hand. That way when you guys order within a matter of a few days, it's going out and getting to you guys. Because it's just a little bit annoying whenever you guys are having to wait as long as you are and... and in COVID world, there's not a whole lot we can do about it, but we're going to try and mitigate that as much as possible. So if you want a shirt, if you want a hat, if you want a sticker, go to the website. And then over the you know next few weeks, I'm going to be dropping a whole bunch of, of stuff up there. If it's available up there, it's available for sale. If not, then you know I'll let you guys know when you can expect it again. You'll hear about it on this podcast. And uh, you, know, you, you guys can see it on the website. So with that being said, let's talk about Patreon. We just came off of our, our most recent Patreon, or our first Patreon hunt, and it was a roaring success. We had a fantastic uh, uh, turnout. I think we had right at 21 people show up, which is amazing. And uh, I think five or six deer were killed on that trip, which was awesome. Really, really good. I think uh, a number of smaller deer were passed as well. And, you know, it's hard to shoot does in Florida. There's almost no place you can come gun season, but a pile of does were seen as well. So we're going we're gonna to plan that follow up. I think that the deer hunt's going to become an annual affair every year. So you guys get tuned 
stay in tune for that and get ready. And uh, if, you, if you don't know what Patreon is, it is a crowdfunding source that allows us to not take on sponsors. It allows us to source the travel, going to some of these guests, to host some of these events, to travel, to go, you know, uh, collaborate with people outside of this area and bring you guys more content. We're going to focus harder this year on really bringing you guys that content. I think you're going to like where it is headed. But uh, speaking of Patreon, we're also going to change the way we do giveaways. And so uh, as you guys are well aware, every quarter we do a giveaway. But the problem with that was it never felt like the giveaway timed really well with the year or the time of year. And so we're going to we're going to streamline these things. And we're going to do it better. I think you guys are going to like this. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do two big giveaways every year. We're going to do one big tur- turkey and one big deer. And we might do some smaller ones along the way, but those won't be for certain. It'll be kind of on an as-come basis if a company reaches out and says, hey, uh, you know, we'd love to partner with the show. You know, maybe that includes some free gear for you guys. Maybe, you know, we do like a one-time off deal. Or maybe we just come across something really cool and we just buy it one to give away for you guys. Uh, but we're going to do those two main giveaways and we're going to do them in such a fashion that you guys get the gear in time to use it for that season. So for turkey season, by the time you're hearing this, this is February 1st. At the end of February, we're going to do our turkey giveaway. That way, no matter where you are in the country, you have what it takes to go use that stuff. And that way, it times up a little bit better. For deer season, we're going to give it away in probably August, September, somewhere in that timeline. And like I said, we'll do some fun stuff along the way, somewhere in between. But I I just feel like we can get you guys something in your hands that fit the timeline, and, and you guys will appreciate more. And so for this upcoming turkey season, we're doing something big. We went really hard. We've got a two tier giveaway. First prize is going to win a Stevens 301 20-gauge single-shot shotgun. Gene from Lyford Custom Calls has partnered with us, and he is going to give us two pot calls, a glass and a slate. He is going to give us a whole set of mouth calls, and uh, if the winner of this shoots a bird with a gun, he can send in a wing bone, and he'll do a wing bone for you guys. And we're working on maybe doing a box call as well, but Gene's kind of getting, you know, considering maybe whether or not he's going to do very many box calls this spring. Uh, if he does, we're just going to add that in there. And if he doesn't, so be it. Tier two, so tier one's getting, you know, that's awesome. We've never given away a firearm on the gun before, on the show before, and that's a, everybody I think right now. That's one of the favorite turkey guns right now specifically. So tier two, we partnered with Honeycomb Custom Calls, and Honeycomb Custom Calls is donating several pot calls, several mouth calls. They are going to give away some turkey totes and some swag. We're still working on the details there. Uh, I'm going to get with Daniel here real soon and iron out the details. But we got two really big giveaways. So whether you're first place or you're second place, you're getting stuff for this upcoming tur- turkey season. You're going to get it in time for turkey season. And we can't wait to see what happens for you guys. I think it's going to be an awesome time. I know turkey is going to die. The, the Patreon group has been bumping. And people have been shifting gears to turkey and, and thinking turkey, buying TSS, all kinds of fun stuff. we got some fun, fun, fun fun things coming down the pipe there. So check out Patreon. If you want to support the show, we have a $5 and a $10 tier. The $5 tier gets you access to our Discord uh, digital digital deer camp forum. It gets you access to the giveaways. It gets you a sticker sent in the mail. If you want to join the $10 tier, you get all the benefits of the $5 tier, but you also get added to our Marco Polo group, which is a face chat app between myself, Chase, and the other members of that tier. And you also get a free hat. Just ways for us to say thanks. That money goes right into the production of the show. We don't make a dime off this show. We put it all back into creating more content for you guys. So a huge shout out to the Patreon members. That place grew tremendously last year. And we're hoping to see similar growth this year. And we're going to do some fun things to kind of bring that to you. So uh, that that's that for the giveaway Patreon. Now, 
one more item of business before we go any further into the show. I don't normally do this kind of thing, but uh, Adam Cruz and I were talking, and in the state of Tennessee, there's a proposed bill to sell off Yanali State Forest. 12,000 acres of public land are on the docket right now if this bill were to succeed, and uh, it would be turned over and sold for development. Not only is that a terrible blow for hunters, but let's think about for the wildlife they're not going to be make any more public land. If we don't make conservation a focal point of what we do, then we don't prioritize the sustainability of the game species that we love to pursue, the, the non-game species that we love to observe while we're out there doing it. So uh, this needs to be met with a swift action. It needs to be sw- met with uh, a, a complete and total objections, just so even if they are testing the waters about if they can get this passed, they need to know that for years to come, the sportsmen of this country aren't going to tolerate such a thing. So the only group right now that I know that is doing any kind of organizing on this, and I'm sure that after I record this, this that will change. But as of right now, Tennessee Backcountry Hunters and Anglers is working on uh, opposing this, organizing on opposition. I know that several of those members are already spreading the word about what's going on up there in Tennessee. And I just wanted to draw attention to something that, to me, is is hugely important. We always think about land transfer and land selling happening in the West and it happens in, in the, in the Southeast all the time. It's happening in Alabama as the uh, leases are for state lands are slowly diminishing as that land changes hands. The WMAs continue to get smaller on the panhandle. They were trying to push a highway right through the middle of a contiguous block of habitat. And we all know the destruction, the noise pollution and the pollution, uh, the garbage that would have been pumped off the sides of the roads, what that would have done to that area. So land transfer is an issue that we face in the Southeast. It's a very serious one. And I encourage you, however you choose to get involved, whatever organization you choose to get involved with, I do not care. My only ask of you guys is that you make your voice heard. You let them know that you won't stand for a public land transfer. And uh, maybe we can snuff this one out in the butt. All right. So with all of that said, we're going to get to the crux of today's podcast. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast. And it's going to build on something we tried this this past fall, and you guys seem to really like it. We're not going to do a lot of this because the crux of this podcast is a, is a deer camp feel. It's something that we've always tried to emulate, and that's really hard to do with just one person. I, I know that my voice and the things that I say have innumerable value to you guys. <laughs> wink, wink, cough, cough. But sometimes I feel like it's best just to be succinct about something and not dedicate an hour and a half long podcast to a topic, but to still, it also deserves being talked about. And it's something that uh, recently has happened to me. It required me to take a step back and really think and, and reassess my priorities. And then I also had listeners of the show reach out with similar frustrations. And so this podcast goes out to those guys. You'll, you'll see where we're going with this in a second. Um, but I kind of want to talk to you about the fact that it's okay for the deer and turkeys to win sometimes. That sounds really silly. It seems kind of trite even. But if you think about what I'm saying there, oftentimes uh, you've heard me on this podcast talk about falling in love with the process, falling in love with the adventure. When I go out afield, I am looking to test my woodsmanship skills. I'm looking to test who I am as an outdoorsman, who I am as a deer hunter, turkey hunter, bass fisherman, whatever it is that I'm pursuing that day. I'm looking to test my skills. And all too often, we find ourselves pigeonholed into this idea of an outcome defining the success of that adventure. When in reality, it's very hard for a very finite and rare outcome to occur. And as a result, that means our pending enjoyment of that out of that adventure is tied to something that's finite, rare, and isn't likely to be repeated. 
if you if you think about let's say LeBron James or Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, the thing that they all talked about, and I know that's kind of silly, but bear with me for a second. The thing they always talked about was how they loved the practices. If you think about people, more importantly, if you think about the way people talked about them, they loved practice. They loved that process between the start and the end of a game, that that infinite battle, that infinite war between where you are and where you want to be as fill in the blank. And when Kobe Bryant famously was in- interviewed during a playoff win, he went up 2-up in the playoffs, and they're up 2-0, but the job wasn't done, and, he's, and he said famously, what's there to be happy about, right? The job's not done. He's back in their practice uh, the very next day. He's up at 3 a.m., and he's practicing harder than he ever had. And I think what I'm trying to get at here is the deer and the turkey are supposed to win. They're supposed to beat us more often than not. Let's face it, you guys, the listeners of this show, myself included, we don't live and breathe the outdoors. We wish we could, but reality, we have jobs, we have family lives. We don't wake up every day, grab our bow, go outside and try to procure dinner. Because if it did, we'd have a different skill set, our success rate would be higher. But even then, the deer and turkeys have all kinds of advantages over us. So if we know that and we acknowledge that the deer and turkey are going to win... First off, that's a good thing, because that means the longevity of the species. But that also means that we have to readjust and reassess how we view the adventure. We have to pull back from looking at hunting as a success or a failure, a good thing or as a bad thing, and pull it back from being tied solely to an outcome being you punched a tag, you filled a tag. I think we need to start being comfortable and okay saying, if I go home with a tag in my hand, that's not the end of the world. At least I set out and I tried. And I know that sounds like a consolation prize, but it's not. It's the reality. The reality is we're going to come home with empty tags more often than not. So let's let's go about it with grace. Let's go about it with, with an enjoyment that we pursued the game because there's a lot of people who would love to pursue the game more than they currently can, probably on if you, everybody's honest here, they hunt more than someone they know in their life who would like to hunt that much. And so if the turkeys are going to win, if the deer are going to win, let's change the narrative. Let's make life an adventure. Let's make our pursuit of the outdoors a process that we fall in love with and win, lose, or draw, tag in hand and tag not in hand at the end of the day, punched or unpunched, we're happy with that process. I kind of want to pull back for a second and talk about something else. If the deer and turkey aren't winning more often than not, that resource isn't going to be there. So we already kind of acknowledge, we kind of already know without being, without saying it, that our system is built on the idea that they're going to win more often than not. And thus the species gets to continue. The hunt gets to continue in future years. We came from a time when the rules and the regulations at play that we didn't have, I should say, allowed for the detrimental extirpation of whitetail and turkeys across most of the country. We, we, we sing the praises of the reintroduction of elk, the reintroduction of turkey, the fact that the North American conservation model brought those things back from the brink of extinction. And we, extinction. And, and we established guidelines and a fair use of a resource that allowed it to be there for generations to come. So, 
you know, I, I get these messages from people like, hey, man, I didn't get to kill a deer this year. I didn't kill a deer this year. I struggled very heavily. I also pushed myself as an outdoorsman to try new adventures, to try and go after a different caliber of deer. Not because it really mattered, but because I wanted that adventure. And I started off the season really excited and really motivated. And by the tail end of the season, because I, di- I didn't meet the expectations that I set out, not necessarily killing a big deer, but just hunting as much and killing deer, being able to, I started to find myself being really frustrated and it took me a little bit to step back and realize that they're going to win. It's okay. It's expected. And I, I just think we could be honest, more honest with ourselves and, and take a step back on those struggle, those seasons when we struggle. And instead of being, you know, focusing, instead of focusing on the fact that we didn't meet our goals, maybe our goals themselves deserved to be scaled back to where no matter win, lose or draw, our goals are met. Our goal should just be to be able to participate. Our goal should be to make sure there's something that carries on for another generation. And uh, sometimes that's easy to, to get frustrated about. You know, I, I killed deer in 2019 and 2020, 20, I'm sorry, 2019 and 2020 on public land. And I was very proud of that. I worked really hard at that. And I really wanted to continue with that path, buck, doe, spike, whatever. I wanted the ability to continue on that path. And you know, continue to put that notch in my cap of, I did it three years in a row because I worked really hard to get to where I was in 2019 and 2020, where I was getting on the, on deer with with the regularity that I was. In reality, I should have had different expectations for the season, given that I had a son and I wasn't going to get out very often or as much as I would have wanted to, or as much as it requires to get on and stay on deer consistently on public land. It's a great undertaking. But I remember push pulling. I had two points where I had I had this this moment in my head where I needed to re-anchor myself. It was the begin kind of the midpoint of the season and the tail end of the season. At the midpoint of the season, I'm push pulling my canoe through a swamp. the The cold front is pushing through that afternoon. It'd been breezy all day. Finally, the breeze ended, and I'm push pulling in a boat that I had worked really hard to get up and running that my wife had gotten for me as a present. And I'm push-pulling through a swamp, having the time of my life as the, the, the frogs are talking and the ducks are flying over, the moon is coming up over the horizon, and I'm push-pulling through, like, I'm, 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 I don't know what they're called, but the little boats in, in Italy, in Venice. I'm just pushing through the swamp, having a good time with a paddle that was entirely too short to be used as a push-pull, but I was unprepared. I didn't know what I was getting into. I got lost in the swamp on top of all of that, and I'm having an adventure, and it was a blast, and it was the kind of thing that my dad would have loved to gone and done with me. It's the kind of thing that I would have loved to have been able to share with you guys because it was truly a beautiful experience. Later on in the season... Similarly, I'm on the GNU. I'm getting lost in a swamp. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've gone out of state. I'm lost in a swamp. I'm frustrated because I can't get there. The rain is heavier than it was supposed to be. My water repellent clothes, the DWFR finish had left, and I'm soaking wet. I get there. The buck that I was after who had been coming by, you know, I had like 10 minutes to set up, by the way. I had 10 minutes to set up and get up in the tree before this deer was going to come by with the regularity that he had been per my trail camera. And I get set up, I'm in position, the wind shifts for three seconds, the wrong direction. The buck's coming down the trail, he wins me, he takes off. 
I got back in the boat and I went all over that lake the rest of the day. Quite cold because the cold front had come through. Soak, still soaking wet. I had one change of jacket, but my pants are still wet. And I went all over the place and I found trails coming through the marsh that I didn't even know were there that you couldn't see on the map. And the water level had dropped and revealed this little like gully between two of these canals. And so I'd gone on this awesome adventure and, and I'm going around and I'm thinking, and, and, and I didn't have anybody around me this time time either and so i could go wherever i wanted to i had this total sense of adventure go and do what you want to walter walk in any direction you don't have to worry about people and i had an absolute blast i had an absolute blast and i found things that i am going to go back next year and i'm going to hunt and i'm certain i'm going to see more deer but the adventure was doing that at 2 a.m in the rain with the fog coming off the water because you didn't expect the temperature difference getting lost in the swamp i'm never going to forget that man I'm never going to forget push-pulling through that marsh early in the season, getting close to deer, making moves, you know, testing my gut theories, going and scouting, setting up and getting close and close to deer. All season long, I was right on the heels of the bucks that I was after, both big and small. And that's impressive. I got better. I was a better deer hunter this year than I was the past two years. And that's not indicative of a punch tag. It's indicative of the fact I was constantly on top of deer. I saw deer more often more often than I didn't when I made those big moves, those bold moves. I pushed the limits. I got out there, and I did it. And that should be all that matters. So with that, guys, I told you I was going to keep this short. It looks like we're looking at like a 23-minute podcast. But we, we did one of these before. We called it Ranting with Walt. Uh, we're probably going to keep the title the same uh, moving forward. And as some of these topics pop up, I'm going to come on here – record a short podcast, kind of talk to the, talk to these topics as they pop up, not, you know, at, at any length. And I'm not going to do these very often because I know you guys like the interviews and the roundtable discussions, but sometimes as things happen in my life, they might be impacting yours or maybe they're not impacting yours. Maybe, maybe it's just an interesting dialogue. Maybe it's an episode you send to a buddy, but, uh, that, that's something I've been thinking about the the deer and the turkey and the ducks and the squirrels. Well, maybe not the squirrels, but the other three, they're supposed to win. And in the end, that's a good thing for everybody. So let's change the narrative. Let's fall in love with the process. Life's an adventure. Let's not put a finite in, uh, outcome on success and let's have a good time. And if you're struggling with that, if you want a community, check out Patreon. We've got a great group of about 25, 30 guys over there who encourage each other that have skills and skill sets that, uh, you know, they can provide you bow tuning, arrow tuning, big buck scouting, just want to kill a deer scouting. We got one guy in there named Chicken Buck. All he does is kill small deer. He's like my spirit animal. I love it. Every once in a while he kills a big buck, but more often than not, he's just out there having a good time. So there's someone in that group who can provide you, you know, some form of community, which is something that I feel like we desperately need right now in the hunting sphere. We need community. We need those, those, those fibers that hold us together, those, those connections and those relationships that hold us together. And that's what we're trying to build over there. So if you want to support the show, you want to be a part of that. You want to have uh, conversations like this, but on a daily basis, uh, jump on, on Patreon, sign up. We'd love to add you to the Marco Polo group. We'd love to see you over there. And, uh, Starting again next week after this episode, you're going to see more regular episodes out of us. We are back, baby. And boy, does it feel good to be back. Until next time, guys, get outside. Enjoy the outdoor, the great outdoors. Tell somebody about the podcast. Leave us a rating review, and we will see you next time.